The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. And I have one project around the house I promise you is going to get done today at my place. Going to get the mail? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because I got to mow today. But I've got a tree and my bedroom is on the second story. And I've got a tree that has grown up and there's a branch that is against the house. And I listen to that thing scrape the house all night in the wind. And you heard it? Off and on. I, I never sleep all the way through. I wake up a lot each night. Had a deal there for a while. I was having dreams and I, I dreamt I heard the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, I get up and check that. Again, if you haven't heard, for the moment... If you are westbound on Interstate 90 between exit 446 and Zoo Drive, which is 440, they've got a fire on the railroad tracks. And I don't know what that's about because those are hard to start on fire, but got heavy smoke and they're working on it now. And I just looked and uh, it looks like less smoke than it did 20 minutes ago. I saw some more flashing lights approaching from the west. So they'll get some more some more folk, folks out there. Uh, been a been a big week in our area for first responders <laughs> a lot of these guys get little overtime in i think almost everybody has seen the picture of main street and red lodge that just looks like a river bottom because that water was so powerful and brought so much mud and silt and rocks to that to that street now if paul was your city engineer we just use that rock to fill in the holes that it made. We get this thing paved That's over right. and get back to business. <laughs> Scoop her up, put her in the holes. But it's different now, and you got to get engineers to check, and yada, yada, yada. Environmental reviews. I was going to give these people a harder time, but I guess I'm sort of one. I'm talking about the looky-loos. And uh, we had read a thing from up in Red Lodge yesterday, please tell people to stay away because there's nothing more to see, and you're just getting in the way. And then I got a friend that lives out in Briarwood who's driving home at lunch yesterday. And the bridge going across the Yellowstone, lined with people taking pictures. One gal stops her car in the middle of the bridge to get some footage. <laughs> uh, took my daughter out for lunch at Cowboys yesterday. And uh, Cowboys always has a front row seat for any spring flooding. And uh, as usual, the water had come out of the river and up into the little pond next to it there. And while we were having lunch, quite a few people came out and took pictures, walked up and looked. I had to find the thing here. Uh, One of our sister stations in Missoula wrote an article. Uh, They spoke with some of the hires up. Is that park superintendent? Cam Shawley? Uh, Not going to be an easy rebuild. Obviously, things that we're going to need to do to stabilize once the water comes down to assess the full damage. And is the length of the corridor, but also with the right people assessing whether it makes sense to even build here in the future. And they're talking about that road coming north out of Gardner. And folks, that's, I mean, if you've been on it or seen it, that's going to take, that's going to take some engineering and a whole bunch of money. Like I said, in the video, I saw it's washed out in six places. They must listen to the flakes. Could be. You know, uh, when you build roads that were first originated 200 years ago along the river bottoms. Uh, they're going to flood, and they will keep flooding, and it won't be the last. It will flood in another 10, 15 years. Right, and so 
It'll do it again. Do you do like our school policy and just hope it doesn't happen again? Or do you build it to withstand it when it does happen again? Because it will. Yeah. Also, the town of Gardner was cut off. Uh, flooding on Highway 89 into Montana, which has since just recently reopened. But they had several thousand visitors stranded in Gardner along with the residents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had uh, they had to send people hiking into the park because there's people backpacking and camping in there that they're not in touch with technology back there. And they didn't know the park was closed. So we went ahead and made decision to clear the park of visitors completely. As of yesterday morning, all visitors are currently out of Yellowstone because it's mid-June and Yellowstone has had a lot of backcountry use. We have a large number of backcountry campers and users we've tracked down and made contact with. And we have contacted or know the whereabouts of every backcountry user currently in Yellowstone. My hunch is not everybody came out. How would you like to have a national park all to yourself for a yeah, few days? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, just me and the bears, man. Uh, the park can receive up to a million people a month. We will not likely reopen the road between Gardner and Cook City for the rest of the season. Well, that's a given. Yeah, that's right. I'll stay as optimistic as possible, but even if we get started right now, uh, I'm not sure we could get the northern end reopened. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And things move slower. You know, they got to, first of all, like Paul made the great point, you can't do anything till the water's gone. It doesn't matter. You can look and you can guess, yeah, when that's down, we're going to do this and this and this. But you got to wait for the event to be over before you can even start evaluating. Yeah. Well, the park's going to be closed for at least the next five days. You won't be able to get into anything in the park. Five days. They closed it for COVID. And it was closed during the fires in 88. So far, though, no deaths recorded from the flooding, which is good. They 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 found a they found a gal in the river yesterday here, but but they don't know what that's tied to. Mm-hmm. Investigating, but you're right for for what it could have been. Yeah, well that's that's around the park. It says no injuries or deaths. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's around the park. That's not. Um, Governor declared Red Lodge knife, fishtail, zorky jelly at Livingston uh, disaster areas. Would the people get mad if I said Glendive should be on that list? <laughs> Can I start oh, that all over again? Only if you write a blog Can about I it. Can I start that all over again? I'm <laughs> too, just kidding. Too bad we couldn't get a little bit higher water. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just don't like stopping there when I travel. These east. are jokes, people. Lighten up. Mammoth and Roosevelt won't open probably the rest of the year because um, of the road situation. So, Okay. This is sort of what I wrote my article about yesterday. And got some hate on this one, too. You, don't read my articles. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. We planned a big family trip, 14 of us in total, into Yellowstone Park. Came into Gardner last Wednesday. Flew through the park every day thereafter. Then comes the flood. 14 people stuck in a strange place with four rental cars. We can't now get out of town. The gentleman who owns the VRBO where we stayed kept us updated, checked on us numerous times a day. He quickly let us know that we could stay as long as we needed. Neighbors who are residents came to check on us, brought us little stuffed animals for our kids. Boy Scouts were set up in town feeding people. 
Uh, everyone at Gardner Market was helpful and as kind as possible. The car rental agencies were wonderful. One even offered a free stay in Bozeman for part of our family if we could get out. I'm just so thankful for good people. The news seems to give all the bad guys the screen time, but it's people like this that should be getting the attention. My prayers go out to everyone affected by the flood, and I will be forever grateful for the good people in this great little town. Love and prayers continued from Florida, the Callahan family. And none of that surprised me in Gardner. Well, your options are pretty limited when you were in Gardner because even when everything's open, you have to stay <laughs> in Gardner. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. Good luck. Yeah. You you can't. The roads are gone. The water's raging. Can't get out. You got to stay there somehow, somewhere. They got power restored to most of the residents in Red Lodge yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hats off to the power guys. Got to boil their water up there in Gardner. Yeah, they had uh, problems with the, with the sewer system. Well, I can imagine. Yeah. And the, if I if I saw that much water coming towards <laughs> me, I'd add to the sewer system too, Mark. The sewer system actually serves Mammoth Hot Springs as well. So, Yellowstone River crested at forty nine thousand cubic feet per second at Corwin Springs. That broke the previous record set in da 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 da. Where did you hear this? 1996. Mm-hmm. The farmer told you about the year of record snow in 96. But that year, that flooding was all from snow. This flooding was due to the rain uh, compounded with snow melt. Right. Air crews from the 189th General Support Aviation Battalion. It's got a nice ring, doesn't it? Yes, it does. We ought to get him a sticker. The 189th, <laughs> folks. They got their Blackhawks and Chinooks in there to get some people out. Meteorologist said that the flooding was caused by a convergence of an unseasonably cool spring that retained snowpack, late spring snowstorms, and multiple days of rainfall. See, a meteorologist said that. So now, now it's true. Because <laughs> he went to... He went, he, he went, went to, to college. He, he, went, he went to Stars College. Right. We all told you what happened, but we didn't go to college. West Yellowstone's going to allow temporary camping in town for people impacted by the closure. Well, you can still get out that way. So, uh, time to clean up. The adrenaline rush is over, and now it's uh, now it's time to get to work. Uh, the time for taking pictures, that's over. Uh, all that's over. It's time to, to put your put your gloves on and, uh, and get to work. That's what we do, and that's what should be done. Can't sit there and sulk over it and uh, do things. You got you to gotta lace up those bootstraps, folks, and you got to get going. Um, you know, it's like... Um, a lot of other things, people that have fires and things, you, you have to, you just, just what you do. I got hail last year, hail like a son of a gun out there, you know, and what happens? You, you fret about it for a while and then you figure, okay, what do I got to do now? What do I got to do to clean up, fix things? And you just get going and you're going to have doers out there that do it. And you're going to have people out there that don't. That's all there is to it has nothing to do with climate change. No. Nothing at all. No. 
In fact, none of our weather is even getting mentioned anywhere really nationally. Uh, they're still talking about the heat in Texas and Phoenix. I saw a quick clip on uh, Fox News on Monday about Red Lodge. Hmm. Gave them about 15 seconds. Seattle hasn't even hit 75 degrees. There's a big spot of cool air up here in the northwest. And, you know, it, uh, if it doesn't fit their narrative, they won't use it. See all the uh, trucks with WAPA on them parked down there? Uh, is that what that said on the side? Mm-hmm. We're one of four power marketing administrations within the U.S. Department of Energy whose role is to market and transmit wholesale electricity from the multi-use water projects. Mm. 15-state region. Just think how much electricity that river would be generating right now. Oh, if we had a couple little turbines hooked onto the side of that, a couple little paddle wheels mm-hmm. across that river turning a generator. Yeah, yeah. Build, you know, ha- build half a dam so the fish can still swim. You know, river flow is natural. Yeah, they want all this. They want all this natural energy, wind, sun. What about current? Yeah, current is natural. Uh, rivers flow. Let them turn a generator. Nope. Not going to do that. All kind of pictures of these homes uh, floating in the river and getting washed out. And uh, you can replace those. But I don't know where you replace them because your land is gone. So do you own that river now? Uh, Yeah, for the folks right on the water. I mean, I don't even know how that works. If you lose an acre of land from the river and you were who, what, what have you what recourse do you have? You have you have no more land. Mm-hmm. It's gone. There's no ownership. Or do you own where the river is? So when the river goes down, that's yours then? Or um, I don't know how that law works. So let me just put this in perspective. For you people that take a half a day off and cry, when you have a flat tire and, <laughs> and you don't know what and you don't know what to do. And you don't know what to do. I got a flat tire. And, I mean, people are like that. Mm -hmm. No, we had a receptionist that missed work because she had a flat. She had a flat. Flat tire. And she was in panic, didn't know what to do. And a flat tire. And it could be worse. It could be worse, folks. Like I said, not one person died. A freshly hand-cut steak and made-from-scratch pizza is what you'll find at the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. They've got the best roasted chicken, amazing burgers, and the best prime rib deal in the county. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they have the freshest, best meal deal going. You've got to try their loaded Bloody Mary. Made with your choice of vodka, bacon, cheese, olives, pepperoncinis, a pickle spear, and topped off with a beef stick and shrimp. For great service, generous portions, and a full-service bar and casino, head to the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. Make sure to like them on Facebook. Um, Homes can be replaced. Communities can rebuild. Look at it this way. None of us, none of us had two kids who were killed in a four-wheeler accident. Great point. Uh, What would you rather have? To Mm -hmm. replace a house? All the rest of it is just stuff. That is exactly right. And stuff can be replaced. Yep. They can take my whole farm before I would want to lose a child. Yep. So, um, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you, 
you have to show some resiliency and some resolve and start cleaning. Get it cleaned up. Get it fixed up. Start over. Um, Work with your insurance companies. If you didn't have insurance, that's a problem. Uh, Maybe this will be a lesson to people, too, who were not affected. But you know what? Maybe I better start getting my poop in a group here. And uh, instead instead of having so much of my budget go to, you know, direct TV, cell phone use, games, uh, drinking, uh, uh, dope, maybe I should make sure that my insurance policies are up to date. What if we had a hailstorm, folks? You know, we could have a hailstorm. It comes through Billings. Have have you ever, folks, have you ever driven around this town like I, well, you don't. You don't drive around this town like <laughs> I drive around this town. But when I drive around this town, I look at the roofs of some of these homes, yeah. and I don't even know how those people can even live in that house with those roofs that were destroyed so much by the hailstorms and stuff, and they're siding on their house and things. And they just took the check. Yeah. Oh well, it won't matter. They did. They just. They just cashed the check. Or, or they didn't have the insurance. One of the two. Here's another lesson to learn that we've talked about in the past. I've written about this in past blogs about people. Um, being prepared. Are you prepared? Are you prepared if your power goes out for three days? Uh, are you prepared if we have a major tornado comes through and wipes out the transmission lines or something? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Uh, do you have enough? Do you have enough food in your house where you could live for a week? Do you have any bottled water, uh, stuff like that? Do you have a little generator or something that where you could could do something? Uh, you, you have a barbecue, uh, any of that kind of stuff? We just take for granted that we can get in a car or we can call Uber Duber, run a bun, whatever, have them bring us some groceries, and we'll be fine. Um, and the thing about it is, the thing about it is, the rule, the rule usually is once you prepare and you go through all that and you're ready, then it'll never happen to you. Exactly. Exactly. That's the way it works. You spend that money, you put that stuff out there, and it'll never happen to you. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. But then there is the rule that if you don't, it will. Mm-hmm. You know, if... Uh, I uh, I can cite you a case of where I was prepared for something. And it disgusted somebody with me. I gave Paul a ride to work one morning in my 68 Impala. And we get to talking. And I didn't shut the headlights off when we got to work. Because because I'm just used to that in the new cars. And I I don't know what we were talking about. So I go out at 10 and the car won't start. And I see that the light things are on. So I pop the trunk. And about a week before that, I had bought one of those battery jumping things, a DeWalt one at Costco, and just happened to put it in my trunk the day before. Mm-hmm. 
Well, see, but that that wasn't because of what you did. Uh-huh. That was because of what you didn't do. Uh-huh. What he did, he was just too lazy. I'm not unloading that today. <laughs> you don't know what car I, I took. I, to yes, Costco. I do. I already took in my groceries. I'm tired. I don't want to go out and get that out of my trunk because then I've got to find a place in my garage or shop to put it. Uh-huh. I just don't want to mess with that today. <laughs> That's why. So the moral of the story, kids, is the car started and Paul didn't have to walk anywhere at the end. God. <laughs> it was because of my incentive and because of uh, my preparation. Well, the gusty winds will help dry things out a little bit uh, up there on the roads. It'll dry that muck and mud and uh, they can get a few loaders up in there, get the roads cleaned out. Do that kind of stuff. Um, hey, one of the best uh, <clears throat> prep items I've seen from all the videos and pictures for people that had places right along the water was the guy who had a bulldozer. Here comes the water. He's building a berm like a madman. Kept the water out. Billings Mayor Bill Cole pushed back against the people that uh, are upset that the drag queens want to read to your kids out there at uh, the zoo. Talked about violence. Uh, I haven't heard. I've heard nothing like that. I haven't either. I haven't heard about any threats of violence against the zoo. Drag Queen Story Hour starts at noon today. Okay. Um, U.S. Representative Matt Rosendale sent a tweet about it. I'm appalled of Zoo Montana's decision to promote child abuse and expose children to inappropriate sexual content. Uh, you know, you got to remember, folks, who your mayor is. and uh, Oh, yeah. His ideology. I mean, this is a guy that wants the Billings police to look into other less evasive measures when their life is threatened. Mm -hmm. Give the criminal the benefit of the doubt and the chance when their life is on the line. That was your mayor. And if the mayor was fair, the mayor would also be promoting, folks, heterosexual day. There you go. In Billings. A proclamation for heterosexuals as well. I mean, it would only be fair. Right. Otherwise, if you just do one, it's discriminatory. That's right. As people celebrate the love between a man and a woman raising a family, they should also get a day. Just like the LGBTQ people have a right to uh, their own sexuality and to do in their own bedrooms what they want to do, so do heterosexuals. And he should also... Encourage that day as well. Now, there is one thing about the uh, readings at the zoo with the drag queens. If you are a responsible parent and you are considered or you are have a general concern about the morality of your children and uh, what you would like them to learn is values and morals and things, uh, how your religion comes into play then you have the decision whether or not to send your children there for a reading hour or not. That's right. That's your decision. So in in defense of them, and I'm not defending any of this, but in their defense, 
they're offering something there. And if you're not interested and you want to show that, don't go or don't send children. Right. That's how you do that. It's like any other business. If you don't like a business, you just don't patronize that business. Um, And if you're upset, then you don't patronize the zoo. If you're upset about it and you were a donor, then don't donate anymore to the zoo. If you are supportive of it, then support the zoo that way. That's where the decisions are made. Um, if If there are people out there who have children that want their kids exposed to that, then they can send their kids there. Mm -hmm. If you do not, don't send your kids there. Right. And that's how you have to approach these things. But people are allowed to make up their own mind when it comes to morals dealing with sexuality. Mm -hmm. Ask them. Ask any of the LGBTQ members. Do you have morals when it comes to sexuality? They do. Yeah. Then we should be allowed to have morals with our sexuality. Right. It should be the same that way then. And Mayor Bill Cole doesn't have to write to tell you what you have to accept and what you don't. Mm-hmm. It's a free country. Right. And when it comes to things like sexuality and morality and religion, and all of those kind of things, you have the freedom of that choice. Just like they have the freedom of that choice, so do you. So for him to tell you that you don't have the right to your beliefs, your freedoms, your religious thinking... When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, the Roadside Event Center can accommodate and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's R-H-O-A-D roadsideeventcenter.com that's not right no that's not right either it's about acceptance and diversity well there's a lot of people out there that don't accept hunting true you never call them out people that think it's awful to run around and kill animals Mm -hmm. eat meat all decisions that individuals have the right to make right that kind of stuff. There's people who are atheists. And is Mayor Bill Cole going to issue a proclamation calling everybody who believes in God bad people? Not likely. Because they chose to believe. And there's a, there's atheists out there that have groups that you need to accept. Uh, no. You have the right to make all of those own decisions on your own. And he doesn't have the right to force his morality on other people. They make their own decisions when it comes to morality, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to all those kind of things. How they raise their children. And so if you want to make a point, you don't let your children go. 
you don't let your children go. So you have to, in one way, defend them that way. Uh, they're having a day there, and if you if you sit there all day and you just uh, and you think about drag queens and you love them and it's awesome, then that's your event, right? Then you go and you take your children. But don't tell me and the rest of everyone else that we should support that. No. Uh, because if they don't support everyone else's individual rights yeah. and beliefs, mm-hmm. it has to be a two-way street. You're talking about diversity. Are there any protests out of the strip clubs? I don't think so. <laughs> and if you don't like them, you don't go. Right. And here's another thing. If that event is designed to groom children, that's a different story. If the event is just to read rather than grooming them and indoctrinate them and introduce them to their way, uh, that's a different that's a different thing. Right. No wonder people would be offended, just as the LGBTQ group would be offended if they were uh, if they didn't believe in God and people were using reading, event, reading events to introduce uh, their children to God. Right. We see that all the time in schools. All the time. And once again, too, here's the thing, folks. Without social media, this would be a non-news item. Exactly right. It would, be a, it would have been something that no one really would have known about. Um. It would have been a non-news item. But once it, once it catches fire and spreads on social media, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's where that's where it's elevated. That's where it uh, masticizes. That's where it, it gains strength. Extremists, here's a headline today from Boise. Extremists amp up anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. Um article on that today and and here's here's another here's another thing that they're using to paint a picture of people who don't support that way of life and want to live their life the way they live it Mm -hmm. they label them as an extremist well just just because i believe in in uh say say you believe in marriage between a man and a woman and you have good strong core family values and you're heterosexual and uh you believe in god and things like why why would you be called an extremist for that because that's how they portray people now in the media because they're allowed to believe in something right that's different and they're not an extremist but if we disagree i'm the extremist because you're right in the article right no that's that's not right. It's not right at all. How come people, folks? How come Democrats who want to take forty percent of your income are not called extremists? Because <laughs> they are. Well, that's that's a great line. It is. Really? Why? Why aren't they called extremists? Not only that, want to raise how much they take from you. They're, why don't they ever call them left-wing extremists that want to raise taxes? Why aren't they called extremists? 
Oh, this is a great message. You guys are right. I wonder if the zoo will let us have a reading with Christ day. There you go. Come in and read biblical verses. Mm-hmm. The people who who want to celebrate God. Right. And the mayor should write a proclamation for that as well. Yeah, extremists. If you don't if you don't believe in climate change, they call you an extremist. Now, you're an extremist if you don't believe in their spin. Extremist. And uh, and for all the people that are, live in Red Lodge and along the rivers and Gardner and places like that, none of them are concerned about what's going on at the zoo right now. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah. There are other bigger fish to fry than, than making that... Uh, such a big deal. The mayor should be talking. If he if he was a real mayor, he'd be talking right now about addressing our homelessness and transient problem that we have on the streets of Billings, the crime that we have on the streets of Billings, the drug use that we have on the streets of Billings. Ask him what his position was on recreational dope. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's where his main concern should be. Mm-hmm. Protecting our policemen, not putting their lives in danger by trying to have them find some less evasive, evasive way to 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 take on or subdue a criminal that is going to do whatever they can to kill that policeman and escape. Mm-hmm. He needs to have a beeper. And so every time there is a confrontation with an armed man, we need to, to send a message and have the mayor come and disarm that man. And they should have paged him last week when that guy shot at the cops. That's right. What would you like us to do, mayor? Yeah, yeah. page him. And remember, you've got anywhere from 0.2 to 0.75 seconds to make your decision, mm-hmm. mayor. That's just totally irresponsible on a leader's part, especially of a city. And I don't care if he doesn't like it. You know, uh, doesn't matter. Well, I'm standing behind the guys in blue out there every day. Right. Saying goodbye to their wife and their children every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their young babies. Not knowing if they're coming back or not. And telling their wife, yeah, the mayor wants us to try to find less uh, violent way to subdue somebody that's about to blow my head off with a pistol because he's whacked out on meth. Mm -hmm. Or he turns his car around and he's coming at me at 40 miles an hour. And he's quote unquote known to police. Exactly. So we already know the guy doesn't care about the law. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to be a three-time loser looking at serious prison time, what the hell do you think he's going to do? Yeah, right. Use a stun gun. Use something else to, to try to give. Yeah, okay. What the hell you want us to use, man? Mm-hmm. Harsh language? Exactly. <laughs> just like the movie. Right. Yep, just like the movie. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at.